0: You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash Film School. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. Born and raised in Las Vegas, our guest today, Monty LaPica. Moved to Los Angeles after his high school graduation to pursue a lifelong goal of becoming a filmmaker. While attending Loyola Marymount University School of Film and Television, Lapica first began outlining what would later become his first feature film, Self-Medicated, which he wrote, produced, directed, and acted in. Based on true events, Self-Medicated takes place, curiously enough... On the edges of Las Vegas, where a 17-year-old's life is spiraling out of control, descending into a world of drugs and violence. It is the most award-winning independent film of the year, garnering 39 International Film Awards. Monty Lipika, welcome to Film School.
1: Hi, thanks a lot for having me on. Yeah,
0: How are you doing today? Are you uh, out in San Bernardino way?
1: I'm actually in Topanga Canyon.
0: Ah, very good. So what's it like in Topanga right now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, it uh, looks like a really nice day outside.
0: Uh, uh, excellent. Now, what kind of a city is Las Vegas to raise a kid in?
1: Not the ideal one.
0: Did you go through that firsthand? Is much of this uh, autobiographical?
1: Yeah, certainly. Some of the story is taken directly from my real-life experiences.
0: Was it something that uh, you felt awkward in sharing with us, or is it is something that you needed to get off your chest? Is that how you came about putting it down on paper?
1: A little bit of both. Uh, originally... When I decided to make a story about this place called brightway Brightway Adolescent Hospital, this facility that in effect kidnaps and and holds kids or uh, teenagers uh, troubled teenagers that their parents will it was to expose them that was my intent mm-hmm. to expose them or to call some attention to the issue I had never heard of it and I found it to be egregiously wrong at the time and I wanted to bring some attention on this and hopefully get them closed down because I was certain that once anybody found out about what was going on in these institutions that they would immediately take action. It took me a number of years between the time I was locked in that place and the time I was actually able to make a film about it. So the yeah. facility I was sent to was shut down before that could happen.
2: Do these places still exist, as far as you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. The the parent company, the company that owned the facility I was sent to, still owns and operates a number of facilities similar to that one around the U.S. and a few abroad.
2: this come out of this sort of this tough love idea that uh, these sort of boot camps for troubled teens... Yeah, that but that... at
1: the end of the day, it's a for-profit business, and they're making a lot of money doing it. Right, so. right.
2: Mm-hmm. You went to Loyola Marymount Film School. How long ago were you there?
1: I finished in 2000.
2: And then did you begin to look around for ways to get your film financed? You've written a script. When did the script sort of come together for you?
1: I originally outlined it and wrote a very loose draft while in school, and then I abandoned it for a number of years. And right after school, I took some entry-level jobs mm-hmm. as an assistant to executives in the movie business and try to learn how the business worked. Yeah. And uh, I decided rather quickly that if I ever wished to make a film, it was certainly what's going to be like that. So I needed to stop what I was doing and go raise some money independently and try to make my own film. And I decided that self-medicated would lend itself to that in a way that I knew the character very well, and knew yeah. the story very well, and I could probably shoot it in a relatively low budget, so that's what I did. Uh, I left and went back home to Las Vegas, where a childhood a friend of mine, we got together and raised the money independently and shot the movie.
2: You raised a, f- a fair amount of money. How was that? What was your pitch like?
1: Yeah, It was centered around the script. The hardest thing to do was to just get somebody to sit down and read a movie script with the idea that, hey, if you like it, we're going to hit you up for money
2: right after <laughs> <laughs> I assume you raised money in more places than just Las Vegas, but was Vegas a good place to look for money for a film? Yeah, did you find? Yeah, it?
1: because most people don't know better out there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is there a a sense of your because anyone who invests in a film, there's a sort of sense of gambling involved in it, whether or not it'll pay off. Did that oh, sort of mentality? No, I don't know. Did that sort of play into this where you were talking to people? It was you know you never know what's going to happen. Oh, yet. absolutely. Yeah.
1: In fact, some of the guys that that invested are. Called professional gamblers. That's what they do now. They're yeah. retired, so all yeah. they do is gamble.
2: Oh, well, that's great. So, so it did sort of, in a way, okay. kind of play into it. I'll write that down. Yeah. Gamblers, <laughs> <Yeah>. gamblers, <laughs> for our for our epic film yeah, that, we, yeah. that Nathan and I <laughs> plan on doing. There's some great opening
0: scenes too with yeah. d- just the shots of Las Vegas. So I think yeah. just the the idea that it, that it happened is happening in Vegas, and you're pitching it in Vegas, probably probably helped a bit too. Did you get any of that?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, Vegas links helped
0: our cause
2: certainly. As uh, Nathan just alluded to, you, you have some beautiful shots of Vegas. Uh, obviously, you. an area you know very well. You did a, a terrific job with that. How did you now you, the relationship you're, with your mother? Um, is without getting too deep into all this, is this a is deep this deep a reflection deep. of of what you went through with, with your mom during this period?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the core of the story all comes from my real life experience. And I lost my father when I was 14 years old. He died of a heart attack, mm-hmm. and it was very sudden, and no, nobody saw it coming, and it, it left me devastated. Yeah. I was, still had a lot of feelings about that, and something in me wanted to get this down on paper and tell a very personal story about some of my experiences after his death. Yeah. And uh, after he died, yeah, I, I sort of went off the deep end, and my relationship with my mom took a turn for the worse, and all what is seen in the movie is based on that.
2: We're speaking with Monty Lapica and this film is self-medicated and it will be opening next, not this Friday, but the following Friday, August. I want to say 31st. Am I, I crazy? Am I saying, you're right, the yeah. 31st.
0: In Las Vegas there, the relationship that you had with your father, did you plan on being a filmmaker when you were with your father or is, is this something that happened after his death? What, when did you really decide that film was something you'd explore?
1: My whole childhood centered around movies, but it Uh wasn't until later that I figured out it was something you could actually do professionally. Uh Growing up in Las Vegas, it just seemed so far removed from what was realistic as far as pursuing a career. I never really thought of it. I had always envisioned myself following my dad's footsteps and being a doctor. Uh But it wasn't until I started college when I decided, hey, I'm not happy doing this. Why don't I pursue something where I, I have passion? And the answer to that was very obviously filmmaking. So I transferred colleges and enrolled in film school and wow. been doing that since.
0: Were you in Los Angeles studying to be a doctor?
1: Actually, uh, I'm not sure if you could say I was studying to be a doctor at that time. I was just...
2: Yeah, in your first year, is your...
1: Right. Uh, I was, yeah, I was, it's my first year of college, exactly. I was yeah. in Arizona at ASU.
2: At what point did you decide that acting was also something, besides filmmaking, What uh, acting was something you wanted to, to pursue?
1: I'm not sure. I've always had an interest in it. Yeah. It looked like a lot of fun, and I thought I could do a good job at giving it a shot. Yeah. Although I wasn't prepared to try to be an actor and go through the auditions and do that solely. Yeah. I just thought, hey, if I had the right role, yeah. I'm sure I could do a good job, and I wanted to give it a shot.
2: And I guess the obvious question here is, going into this project, going into Self-Medicated, it's obviously a film... Where you're on screen you're this is your film now I'm not only as a filmmaker, but you're carrying this film as an actor did you what kind of trepidations, if any, did you have going in into that
1: well, that was sort of the uh the big unknown variable going into the movie because I had studied screenwriting and I was had a pretty good handle on what I was going to do photographically, but nobody involved had ever seen me act, and I certainly never acted in front of the camera before i took a few acting classes but apart from that i had very very limited experience we were just hoping for the best yeah well I felt confident enough to, to give it a go but it was certainly a, a risk
2: it, when you were setting up uh you know as you're getting ready to, to shoot the film did you try to set up scenes at the beginning of the shooting to where you could kind of get your legs under you as an actor yeah was there we some... did okay. a-
1: absolutely we Okay. The first day of shooting, we started off with some mellow scenes. Yeah. Nothing too heightened dramatically, and then we worked our way into some of the juicier stuff.
0: Which scenes, just for what it's worth? Which scenes did you start off with?
1: Uh, the scenes in the hospital. That was our first location. Okay. Waking up, being woken up at five a.m. for the exercise, uh-huh.
0: stuff right, like that. Right.
1: And then the first dramatic scene that I did. I, that was sort of the, the first real test was when I was locked in that uh, standing room. And I mm-hmm. remember after shooting that scene, it was sort of a turning point in the shoot because I felt that at that point I had, I had proved myself to the crew as far as mm-hmm. my abilities as an actor were concerned. Yeah. And uh, I really noticed a, a real change in the attitude on the set.
2: Oh, excellent. Well, and yeah. then you, you had to be very trustful of your crew because you're directing yourself. How, how did that. There see, any tense moments?
1: Uh, uh, tense moments in directing myself. Yeah, well, at, at first, when, when the crew showed up, and okay, here's this guy, he's, he's writing, he's directing, he's acting. It's, this is this vanity project. Mm-hmm. But after seeing some of the scenes and seeing where the movie came from, and that yeah. there's a whole lot of heart and passion behind it, it was a personal story that, that, that I was just basically spilling my innermost emotional feelings onto film. Uh, people really got behind yeah. the movie and, and believed in what they were doing. And as a result, we were able to work together and make a pretty good film out of it. Yeah.
2: Self-medicated, as we said, we're speaking with Monty Lapica. As a director, how did you evolve? You were directing yourself, obviously, but so you have a, a, a good-sized cast of people that you're, you're directing here. You've got the people at Brightway, you've got your family, you've got your friends. and or just thinking about what did you learn in that yeah, process, yeah, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: quite a bit. I, yeah. You know, I, I had recently graduated film school, and I can tell you that when you're shooting your first feature film, you learn, you learn more shooting that film than you do in school, without yes. a doubt. <laughs> yeah. So it's a very steep learning curve. Luckily, I, I did as much preparation as I possibly could because I well, I had an idea of what I was getting into, and, and I, I was able to fall back on that preparation a lot. But as we progressed throughout the shoot, uh, we sort of got into a groove. I developed a level of communication with my DP, and... And he was really the grounding element of the, of the shoot of the crew that sort of held it all together. The fact that he and I were able to communicate so effortlessly helped yeah. me tremendously as a first-timer.
2: I can imagine that your DP, your director of photography, you've got to trust. There has to be a real sense of trust between you and him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: His name was Dennis Maloney, and he was just fantastic.
2: The blue palette over most of the film
0: did you decide to go with that? Is that his decision?
1: Yeah, we we had, we had talked about color palettes prior to the shoot, and we settled on some of the, yeah blue cyan feel for the hospital hospital scenes, and more of a saturated look for the Vegas stuff.
0: Has your mother seen this film?
1: Yeah, she has. She's mm-hmm. seen it. Although she, I never allowed her to see any of it until it was complete, and it, mm-hmm. it was a couple years in the making between when we first started shooting to when we finally got it at a stage where it could be screened publicly.
0: Did she know about it the whole time you were working yeah, on it? Yeah, she knew yeah. about it
1: the whole time, and she was incredibly curious as to what I was working <laughs> you know, on. Yeah, I can I, imagine. I wanted her to see the finished
2: project. Oh. But so, she didn't see a script. She didn't see it until it was a finished project.
1: Right. Well, she actually read the script. Okay. Yeah, right. she read the script, but she had never seen a frame of picture. Right. And uh, I screened it for her at the film festival in Vegas when we premiered the film, and she really had no idea what to expect, and wow. she, she loved it. Yeah. yeah. It was, oh, good. It was a great moment to able to finally share that with
2: her editing you were there for the editing i'm going to assume you were involved yeah i was there
1: i was there every day i wasn't the editor the main editor on the film that was a friend of mine a very talented guy named timothy kendall but i was certainly there all the time and we worked very closely
2: together and how much did it change from from what you envisioned to what it eventually became and in the course of your editing
1: Quite a bit. The first cut was two and a half hours. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it, it changed. It's, you know, it would, as they say, it's like writing the script over again. And I found that to be very much true.
0: Did you go in with any uh, preconceived notions how it be edited, or do you just did you just put it into your? Uh, was it Timothy's hands? Mm-hmm.
1: And I was just hoping that it would that it would cut together and that it would work. To be yeah,
0: honest.
1: yeah. We we actually, for the most part, it came together how we hoped. There was. Uh, a few things that didn't work that we actually went out and reshot because we found in editing that it just needed to be done better.
0: What were those scenes?
1: The opening scene with the, with the uh, that occurs on the strip. Uh-huh. With the paintballs reason that just wasn't working we, yeah. we had hope so we went out yeah. and reshot that. Okay.
0: The paintball scene. Yep. I was just curious myself uh the the fellow that you have uh that you meet later on. I think his name is Gabe. Mhm. There's a little clip of is that Gabe at the very beginning too? Yeah, yeah, good eye. Yeah, yeah all good right. Eye, most people we'll never pick that up.
2: Your experience since you completed the film, it, you uh, have gotten some backing from uh, from the st- studios, and now you it, you hit the uh, festival circuit, and that must be very gratifying. Yeah, you uh, won you won, won a n- whole n- ton of awards. There. Yeah, is, do you have a pre?
0: Prepared speech now when you win these
1: <laughs> I tell you what that that is something that took uh, all of us completely by surprise, yeah. But yeah had it not been for that we we wouldn't be having this conversation now because in the world of distribution, the first thing that they want to know is who's in it,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: luckily for us we, we the film won those awards, and we started getting the attention that we had hoped for initially from the distributors, and now the film' going to get a release but had enough and i don't think anybody would have ever seen this movie
2: you went the circuit route obviously to get the attention that you needed to attract a distributor and i'm sure you've learned a lot just from that haven't you
1: oh absolutely well initially we we screened the film for distributors yeah and there wasn't a whole lot of interest then that seemed to be that. and uh from what i was told uh i should just enjoy the experience and uh move on move on yeah so I said, okay, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to travel. I'm going to take the film to film festivals and get the most out of the experience. And lo and behold, the film started winning award after award. And all of a sudden, we had interest from distributors again and it sort of went full circle. And and now it's it's going to be released in two weeks. So it's it's been quite a process.
2: Uh, congratulations on all I, that. Yeah. i got one more question yeah, here. Yeah. Well, what are you working on now? Yeah.
1: A revenge movie called Methodical. Oh, really? It's about the polar opposite of self-medicated. Yeah. And are you going? Are you
2: also going to uh, to act in this one?
1: No, not so much. There's there's a tiny little role I wrote for myself. I can shoot it out in one day. But apart from that, I don't think I'd I'd want to be in front of the camera for every single, nearly every single scene uh, when making when directing my next film
2: but you 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 are looking in the future to uh, pursuing some acting.
1: Oh yeah, it'd be it'd be fantastic to have the opportunity to act for another director. I found it to be a little bit limiting to to be required to be in front of the camera yeah. so much when there's so many other things that require your attention that you you wish you had the time for, but you don't because you have to be in makeup or you have to be in front of the camera.
2: Well, I know this is a big media day for you. Monty LaPica, uh, congratulations on Self-Medicated. Uh, as I said, it'll be opening August 31st, 31st, which is a week from this coming Friday. And uh, continued success, and good, good luck to you on all your projects.
1: Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Right. It was a pleasure talking with you.
0: To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, Visit our website at KUCI.org slash film school.